más tiene que pasar para aceptar? Para aceptar que esa estrella irregular que un día fue no volverá. Afrontemos lo mejor, algo se rompió. Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Sueda Pérez. And I'm Vero Valletti Flores, and on this program we bring you a mix of alternative and mainstream Latinx jams, and today's theme is Venezuela. Yay! It's your patria! That's right. I really wanted to do this episode because um, of this passing comment that Perez made, actually, during, I think it was our Verano episode, mm-hmm. where you yeah. brought a Venezuelan artist and, like, had read in their Wikipedia that, like, Venezuela wasn't really known for making any good music. And I was just like, ah, oh, me pique. You know, like, it's like, <laughs> I'm still, like, thinking yeah. about it. I'm just like, fuck you. There's so many cool people making music mm, in right. Venezuela or who are from Venezuela. And yeah. so this episode is... A little bit of a reaction to that. Right. And just to clarify, it wasn't Wikipedia. It was like some like music encyclopedia article about Oscar de Leon. So it was like somebody's, you know, random take. So somebody's not random a, opinion. <laughs> not as official as Wikipedia. <laughs> so but clearly we don't believe them. And so here's just six artists to prove that random person wrong that Venezuela has contributed a lot to the music scene. That's right. And so this is obviously just based on our taste and it's like a tiny selection mm-hmm. and it's not meant to be like a survey of like the vast, you know, genres and scenes that are, that exist currently in Venezuela that have come out of Venezuela, but, um, definitely not. It's just, <clears throat> yeah. it's just our little snippet. And what you're listening to right now is an artist that I really like. Um, his name is Algodón Egipcio and this song is called La Estrella Irregular. I love the name, Egyptian Cotton. That's a really good artist name. It is a good artist name, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's good. So I first came across this dude when he was part of this, like, cute little, like, indie pop outfit uh, out of Venezuela called Jóvenes y Sexys, which is another really great name. (laughs) (laughs) 100, yes, I like the name. But uh, anyway, they had, it was, like, him and this woman, and they had this song called Relo, which was just, like, I don't know, so 2008 perfect indie pop, and (laughs) I was into it, so um, I kind of kept track of them um, from there, and since then, he's sort of grown into this new project, and he's making some really interesting and cool music. So what do you think this song is about? How do you interpret the lyrics? Well, so this song, he's, um, you know, Checky, the person who um, is behind this project, is uh, talks about it as a song about accepting change and accepting that mm. some things will just never go back to what they they used to be. And he sort of mm. leaves it open to interpretation, but also says that specifically for him, this song is about Caracas, right? Which, yeah. you know, like Venezuela um, has really, really changed in the last 20 years, right? And uh, Caracas is just not the same place where like he grew up or where, like, you know, I went to school. It's just not the same place anymore. And um, I think that that happens to um, a lot of people in cities, whether, like, they're, like, becoming devastated or even places like New York where there's just, like, this crazy sort of economic growth where, like, this just Mm. is no longer the city that 
people remember growing up in, right? Right, um, right. And so, so that's, it's about Caracas for him. Right, right. Did you, did your parents migrate because of the like impending sort of changes? You know, that was about 20 years ago, right? When you came? I mean, sort of. It wasn't like a lot of people have left Venezuela since like maybe like 2005, like since like, or post 1998. Like we, um, a lot of people like especially a lot of wealthier Venezuelans left Venezuela when like Hugo Chavez came into power, but we left before that. It wasn't because of that. I think that my, my dad got a job offer. We were planning on staying in Venezuela our whole lives. Um, mm. And my dad got a job offer and, you know, he just thought we'd have better opportunities there. Um, yeah. And things were starting to look down in Venezuela in the 90s, definitely. And I think that was part of the decision, right? right? Like, but because when I was born, like Venezuela was like a really, you know, like one of the wealthiest countries in Latin America. We have all this oil yeah. wealth. Oil, but like, right. but, you know, um, when you put all your eggs in one basket, like this, <laughs> things don't tend to go well. So like Venezuela like, mm. puts all... You know, like basically, like the entire economy revolves around one product. And right now, like if you if you have a car, you'll notice that your gas is really cheap. It's because oil prices are really low. So for right. the last few years, like oil prices have been so 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 low, and um, the budgets in Venezuela were made around oil prices being a lot higher. So now everything's right. like sort of falling apart. Oh man, <clears throat> it's really scary. The news that's coming out of out of Venezuela. Yeah, it's completely horrifying. Um, it's actually, I never really thought it would get this way, like where there like yeah. wasn't access to basic antibiotics and people are right. dying for like cuts and scrapes or like where, you know, like it's really hard to find just food, you know? I can't, yeah. like I don't, I like I really want to be there for my family right now and I want to go visit and help in any way I can, but it really is a shit time to visit because there's no way to feed anybody else. Right. But people still find a way to make cool shit. People yeah. always are always resisting, right? Yeah. And Algodón Egipcio is no longer based in Venezuela. Um, I think like a, a lot of artists who can get out do. Um, and um, I think he's based in Mexico now. So he's originally, I think, from Caracas. His family is from like further in Venezuela. I've never, yeah, I've never been to that part of South America. It's so lovely. Venezuela is so yeah. beautiful. Yeah, sounds like it. If it's one day less shitty, you should right. go. We should go. I know, yeah. I know. Well, I mean, you know, I hope so, right? I hope that they're able to turn a corner and figure out how to more sustainable. We have to economic future. Right? We have no to. Choice. Yeah. yeah. But. What other amazing Venezuelan music do you have for us next? All right, so the first song I have for you all is Oscar de Leon, Que Bueno Baila Usted. Respeto y simpatía, unos con sinceridad y otros. 
it, it, Vero mentioned I brought Oscar for the, the Verano episode that we did, which you should check out if you're having feels about it getting cold now that it's fall for real. on the East Coast. For many of you, you can listen to our Verano episode and think about the beach. Um, uh, but he um, is just such a superstar that you can't really have an episode about Venezuela and not include him. So yeah, Oscar is just a Salcedo superstar and there's so many good hits in his like 30 years of uh, career. And this song is a total classic and I've definitely danced to it many a time on many dance floors. It's from 1997. I don't know, Vero, if you remember it from your childhood in Venezuela. No, I left in 1995. It. I definitely recognize it. I definitely went yeah. to go see Oscar de Leon in concert, and he probably right, famous. Right, we talked about that. <laughs> right, we talked about that in Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't I didn't realize this until I was researching, but this is actually a cover of a Benny More song from 1953. Oh, word. I didn't know that. So, you know, once you listen to the lyrics, he actually talks about him in the song. Um, and so he was a Cuban singer who maybe we'll bring him to the podcast someday. He's really a classic as well really talented musician. Um, he died in the 60s, sadly, of liver failure. Oh, no. Um, and this, yeah, and this song, I think, is kind of a tribute to, to Benny More. So it takes the original Benny More song, which has this sort of the same chorus, but then the lyrics of the song, like the, um, are about, about him and talking about how great he was and stuff. So it's a very sweet uh, way to remake the song and, and then to pay tribute to a really classic Cuban musician as well. Oh, Oscar de Leon. Yeah, I know, sweetie. Yeah, he's still around. He's in his 70s. He's had a few heart attacks himself, but so far is still making it work. And just actually just to release a new album of big band remakes. Here's a question for you about this song. Let's listen to the lyrics. And I mean, the sort of refrain of the song is Castellano que, huela, que bueno baila usted. And like, is he actually just like talking to a Spanish person? Being like, hey, Spaniard, like you dance really well. It must be. What? Yeah, it's just it funny. Must be, I was like, yeah. it's interesting. I don't know the history of the song. If like there was some interaction that Benny More had with someone in Cuba that was from Spain or or what the deal was. Or also like wondering if it's like a little bit of a making fun of Spaniards for not being able to dance. <laughs> and like being surprised that like someone from Spain oh. could dance well. Like maybe um, like kind of shady. <laughs> Yeah, like maybe a little bit of shade. I mean, Benny More is like a is Afro-Cuban, and um, his descendancy is definitely uh, is definitely connected to West Africa. Uh, but yeah, so I don't I don't know. That was just like me looking into these lyrics and wondering. Also, Castellano, like usually when you hear that word, it's referring to language, not people. right. Correct. But like in this context, it has to be a person. So it has like to I don't be, think there's yeah. very many Spaniards that get to refer to as Castellanos, you know. So anyway. <laughs> interesting little song but hey it's not about love which is like very unusual for me so here's a song <laughs> it's actually just about it's dancing it's about dancing which is like the other category dancing. of songs yeah. that you listen to right exactly love or dancing yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well this is this is like an eclectic mix which is not unusual for us but i feel like our last few episodes in particularly eclectic so let's make this transition from salsa to your next your next uh, yes uh, <laughs> the next song that i have for you all is called uh thievery and it's by arca
Arca is Alejandro Gersi and he's probably one of the most interesting and influential producers out there like in the world at this moment in my opinion. Uh, he kind of blew up onto the scene when Kanye tapped him uh, to produce on Yeezus and his career has just taken off since then, right? Like when you get a Kanye cosign, that's the kind of um, that's the kind of uh, impact it has in your career. But he's um, worked with really incredible people since then, like artists like FKA Twigs, who I absolutely love. Um, Arca produced EP2 with her, and um, he's also worked really closely with Bjork, um, especially on mm. Volnikora, her last album. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, and, you know, the music he does on his own is just this experimental electronic music, which if you're a listener to this podcast, you um, regularly you will know that this is my jam. And, uh, you know, one of my faves of his is this one because it also, like, mixes in some Dembo. It's like is, this, is like... It- it's like this like experimental electronica with a little bit of zembo thrown in yeah <laughs> i love it is this your first time bringing something without lyrics to the podcast oh it might be yeah i think it is yeah um so this song is off of zen um his album from 2014 and one of the things that i think is really cool about arca and his work is his dedication to like a visual aesthetic that goes along with it. And yeah. um, he does this, I think, because he works really closely um, in collaboration with um, Jesse Kanda, who is like his roommate and frequent collaborator. Um, and <laughs> I love that you know that they live together. How do you it's know like that? in every single article about them. I don't know why it's like a thing, but they're <laughs> Are like, they like roommates. Quote roommates? No, I don't think so. Arca is queer. Oh. Okay. But like, and very, very openly queer. Okay. Uh, okay. So okay. I think that if it was like more than roommates, it would just be like their booze. <laughs> right. Right. Got it. But I Got think it. they're just like BFFs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. How old is Alejandro? Um, I don't know. He's like in his twenties, I think. Okay. Late twenties. Like, you gotta be. I feel like if you're talking about your roommate a lot, you're probably on the younger side. I yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Or you're like a golden girl, maybe. <laughs> oh, that's goals. I want to be a golden girl. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so the yeah. concept of this video, which like if you watch it, like it's oh just my like God. completely oh entrancing. My God. What did you think, Fittis? <laughs> I start, I like pressed play and I was like, wait, what am I? I like was totally unprepared. Like, which is, it's like really good that I don't have a traditional job. <laughs> And then I'm watching most of this stuff like in my my home office by myself because I was like, wait, what am I watching? I think I'm still processing it. Mildly not safe for work. It's like, so. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not safe for work, y'all. Not safe for work. I mean, it depends on your job, but. Depends on your job. Okay. I wouldn't want someone looking over my shoulder watching this like twerking. (laughs) So the concept of this video is that this person in the video is Zen who is, like, Arca's, like, feminine yet genderless alter ego is the way that Arca talks about it. And it's, like, basically, like, dancing, right? And it's this, like, digitally rendered person um, doing some, like, really, like, dembo-oriented, like, perreo, right? 
and mm-hmm. dancing to this like amazing weird track and um it's so interesting and entrancing and strange and beautiful i highly recommend it it's hard to describe but he describes yeah. zen as like being like entrancing and grotesque and like arousing all at the same time and i think mm. that jesse kanza did like a really good job with executing that concept so is he the person dancing in the video Well, so I um, read this interview with him on The Fader where he's, like, mentioned – the interview mentions that he's, like, walking around with, like, like movement sensor software because of, like, something that he was doing. And it's, like – I'm, like, it must be that, like – I don't know. Like, just, like, the timing of it makes me believe that it was, like, him dancing and then, like, Jesse Kanda just, like, digitally rendered it into, like, this other, like – being that is zen right i just how did he get that like the amazing like booty shaking that happens in that video like if it's not that looks so real like the way that the flesh moves right right exactly like i feel like it doesn't go so much into that like uncanny valley weird like you know like where it's like something is not quite real enough so that it's like super creepy you know it's um, almost there, though. It's it like, is. It rides that yeah. line, but on purpose. Right, 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 right. But yeah, I just like, yeah, I, I, wow, technology, man. But yeah, it's a trip. It's a trip. You all should watch it for sure. I love it. It's so weird. I highly recommend. Yeah. <laughs> so where, where are him and his roommate based? <laughs> They're actually ba- in, based in London. Um, and okay, okay. Um, I think that... Um, even though he's not in Venezuela, I'm not even sure that he, like, came up in Venezuela or in the Venezuelan scene. But one thing that is happening right now in Venezuela is that there's a lot of producers and electronic artists coming up because mm. it's actually just one of the safest ways to be able to make music. Like, bands, like, keep, like, splitting up because, like, certain members leave or, like, move right. or, like... You know, like, instruments are really hard to come by. Um, Mm, And so, like, working, like, in your house um, without having to go outside where it's, like, there's a lot of, like, really terrible gun violence. And, like, when, you know, like, when there's not food, people, like, will do anything to survive, right? So, like, it's really, um, it's, uh, like, often dangerous to be out in the world. So one of the safest and easiest ways to make music is just, like, by yourself with software, right? Without, like, a lot of shit that, like, you need to purchase or the shit that you could even, like, download illegally or pirate, yeah. right? So yeah. um, there's a lot of electronic artists and producers coming up in Venezuela right now. And, um, you know, like, people like Vifro, people like, um, you know, like, Pacheco, Pox, you know, like, folks all making all sorts of moves there. Um, and, um, it's an interesting scene and an interesting sort of like development and reaction to like, a you know, like a physical situation. Yeah. Wow. So what do you have for us next? So now we're going to go from electronica to pop because <laughs> that's how we roll on this podcast. So the next song I have for you all is Chino y Nacho, Niña Bonita.
tratar de vivir sin tu amor It's just so sweet. It's just so sweet. It's just like so saccharine that you just can't help but smile oh at how adorable these two are and how much they love this woman that they think is really this like girl. They're like, you're my pretty girl. You're my pretty girl. Yeah. Oh my god, they're so corny. <laughs> they're so corny, but it's so I know if you look at their album covers, especially like what they've they grown up like? a lot. They've grown up a lot. I mean, the the first couple album covers just cheesy as fuck. I don't even know how to describe it. They're just cheesy. They're. Just, I mean, they're. You know, their nicknames are Chino and Nacho, which like we kind of have to talk about this. So like Chino is a really common nickname in Latin America, mm-hmm. like Chino y China. Like my grandparents called each other Chino y China. That was like their pet name for each other. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until like maybe eight years ago that I finally made the connection of like, oh. That means Chinese. Like, that's what Chino y China mean. Yeah. Um, but they're used in this very divorced context. Like, like I doubt that Chino is Chinese at all. And, like, my, my grandparents have no connection to China, right? Right, um, right. It's one of those, like, kind of terms of endearment, but comes from a racialized word, which is, like, Chinese. Absolutely. And, so and it's, like, absolutely about people's eyes. It's like, but, um, I mean, I don't know any so? your grand, I don't know in your grandparents' no, case, but so. like when, yeah. when like I, I definitely know like every single person that I know in Venezuela that their nickname is Chino. Like my bodega guy was El Chino, yeah. and he was yeah. not Asian, not Chinese, but he had like you know like indigenous-looking eyes, right? Like same wow. like. Like, you know, like Chino from Chino y Nacho, you know, like people will say like, you know, Tino Sojo so. Chinelos. I think so. I think, yeah. I don't think it's divorced yeah. from that. I mean, I, I'm not sure that everybody, for everybody, yeah. you know, like nicknames can be so random, but right. I don't think it's divorced yeah. from that context. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I think it's, it's one of those things that feels problematic, but it's hard to know how to relate to it because it's such a common cultural phenomenon across well, and many also, countries of like this. It's interesting because in Venezuela, a lot of um, people's nicknames are about like the way that you look, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah like yeah. I have like a friend who calls me Flaca, you know, like, yep. and that's like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I also have like a, like a prima who calls me Gorda, which is like also not like about yeah. how I look, but she calls everybody Gorda, you know, like, yeah. She's yeah. like, it's like a term yeah, of no, endearment, like gorda is a term of yeah. endearment. Right, um, right. And it's like almost not about how you look, but like it is about how you look, you yeah. know, like, so, so yeah. it's very, um, it's, it's, yeah. It's complicated. Right? It's complicated yeah. and it's just like a completely different cultural context. Context. Right, right. So it's like when you try to understand these things through like an American cult, like race lens, like they're 
they're not as intelligible. I don't think that means that they're not uncomplicated, but... Of course, yeah. Anyway, so that's... So, like, not only are nicknames a little cheesy, but also maybe a little problematic. Um, so these guys are a duo. They started part, as part of this boy band called Calle Siega, which I wonder, Veto, if you remember from your childhood. I do not. I think it was after it my was... time. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're our age, so I feel like it was probably... They're, like, 32 and 33, so... I think that they would have been, I mean, it might have been after you left Venezuela, but it yeah, been exactly. in, in their, their teenage years. But um, but yeah, this song is from 2010. So the two of them met in that, they were like on some reality show called Generación S also together. And they met and became this duo. And this song is from their 2010 album called Mi Niña Bonita. Um, and I think this was like one of their first big hits. And they're like a pretty significant pop duo and have continued to make a ton of music. I really liked this song when I first heard it. Like it totally just like got my cheesy ass heart for a little while. <laughs> Maybe there was like some, there was probably like some girl that I was crushing on or something. Like there's always somebody that's like the, the reason why I'm feeling the lyrics of a song like this. But, um, but I will admit it's not like on my current jam list and like yeah. it's not a song that I'll go to these days. Like I think I'm a little past it. But the music that they've been making um, since then is actually really good. And I feel like they've matured a lot. Their look has matured a little bit. They're not as cheesy on their album covers. They've got like better <laughs> hair. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's a song on the radio right now actually that you might have heard called Andas en mi cabeza. That's, um, that's them with Daddy Yankee. And it's like a pretty good sort of like... It's kind of like a sweet, soulful, like reggaeton light kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that's also, kind it's of also about deal. love. It's, yeah, it's like a, you know, a girl that's on their mind, but it's, um, it's pretty good. So I think that they, you know, as they gotten older and have, their sound has matured more, but, um, but yeah, they definitely rep Venezuela pretty hard in a lot of their songs. Oh so yeah. There's a lot of Venezuelan pride from these two. They do. Did you know that Chino was in a movie recently? You told me that, and I was like, I really want to watch it. I haven't seen it. It was at the Venezuelan Film Festival, and I was really bummed that I missed it. I think I was sick that day or something, but it was... Um it's a movie actually about a Venezuelan musician called Felipe Pirela, who was like a bolerista, who was like really, really mm -hmm. um, famous um, in Latin America um, in like the 50s and 60s. And um, I really want to watch it. It's called El Malquerido, um, which is the mm. name of... Um, one of uh, Felipe Pirela's uh, most famous albums. Um, but yeah, Chino's like making moves. All right. I mean, he's really a cute guy. Very attractive. Yeah, he's a cutie. So yeah, you know. But yeah, I'm a fan of these two and I know you think they're super cheesy, but <laughs> I, I, was, I was excited to have an excuse to bring them to the podcast. Well, and they are your, you know, you've got to like, you know, have some love for your. I do. Your I do. Band, if right? somebody gave me free <laughs> tickets to their concert, I would go. Okay. All right. So if you're listening, PR, Chino y Nacho PR people, hit us up. We're ready to go. Yeah, I would we'll, love. We'll go. I would love to go to a cheesy ass like Latin pop concert with you. That would be so oh fun. Oh my god! My sister saw them in Miami recently. Saw Chino y Nacho. Yes. <laughs> she Shout texted out to me. Your sister. Shout yeah. out to your sister for having good taste in music. <laughs> oh no! She's on Team Pop. Comments. Team Latino Pop. Team Latino Pop. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Well, why don't you bring us back to the alternative realm with your next book? <laughs> <laughs> the next song that I have for you is from one of the most fire MCs in Venezuela right now. Her name is Gabilonia, and this song is called Abuso de Poder. Siente la multitud 
del pueblo. Nuestra misión se acentúa, la división continúa, son como una grúa, todo lo controlan, todo se evalúa. Si lo licúas, no saldrá nada importante, no es edificante ver cómo son de recalcitrantes. Normalmente la vestimenta prende la mecha, llevo trenzas, ropa ancha, sospecha y pa' la derecha. No importa si eres mujer o macho, no existe brecha, depende la fecha, te tienen que quitar la cosecha. Y es que ya, ya, ya no respetan ni a la señora, si no colaboras, las soluciones devastadoras. ¿Quién los para? No existe una respuesta hasta ahora, matraquero a flora, perpetradora que los perfora. Se ponen feos, van y se lanzan para el rodeo y no llevan video echándose plomo con todos los reos. Ya basta y respeten a los ciudadanos y seres humanos que ustedes tratan como gusanos. I fucking love this song and yeah. I was thinking about what Venezuelan hip hop I wanted to feature because there's so much good stuff. I think hip hop is really taking hold in Venezuela. Um, and, um, but I decided that I really wanted to feature this song for a couple of reasons, specifically one, because of the ways that she talks about police and state violence and like really makes the connection both in the video and, um, in her words about it as like a global phenomenon, right? We hear about police violence in the United States and, right. um, and I think that rarely we make the connections of like what this means globally and, Um, you know, she talks about like how police violence affects her, the ways that she experiences it, the way that like the people in her communities experience it. I like that she talks about women, you know, like no respetan ni a las señoras. Mm -hmm. I think that that's um, an angle that's often really, really missing about like the ways that women experience violence at the hands of the police. That's a conversation that's missing globally, I think. And I just love what she has to say. And she's just such a good MC. She's got like such skills. I really want to see her get her due. Well, this video had 12, 13 million views on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. This is a popular song of hers. Who's so independent. Yeah, I really want to see her get out there more. Uh, but I really like wanted to like, if we're you know talking about Venezuela, I wanted to talk about also yeah. like state violence, right? And like how that's not just a conversation mm. about the United States, about how that's something that happens there. And also, you know, right. like, there's another really amazing song that I, I was trying to decide between the song and a song by um, Apaikan called Estop, which is also like about police violence in Venezuela, which I'd highly recommend you all check out. And also like check out Apaikan. They're like, you know, some of Venezuela's um, best MCs also, but um, unfortunately we lost Gang Cancerbero, um, committed suicide recently, like in the last like year or two. So RIP to Gang. We mm. need to have more conversations about mental health. The conversation that ensued after that really tragic incident was really um, yeah. sad. And I feel like really elucidated to me how how much more we need to talk about mental health in Venezuelan communities and in all of our communities, really. Right. It's not like white people love talking about mental health. So um, right. we, um, but yeah, really some really great artists. And, um, you know, Gabilonia is out there. She's doing her thing. Uh, and I highly recommend you check out this song and all of her other work. Awesome. All right. So what do you have cool. for us next? Close us so out, Betis. Yeah. So the last song is kind of like a historical throwback. This song is called Caballo Viejo and it's by Simon Diaz. El amor llega así de esta manera. Uno no se da ni cuenta. El caruta reverdece y guamachito florece y la soga se revienta. Cuando el amor llega así de esta manera, uno no se da ni cuenta. El 
garuta al reverdece y guamachito florece y la soga se revienta. Caballo le dan sabana porque está viejo y cansado, pero no se dan de cuenta que un corazón amarrado, cuando le sueltan las riendas es caballo desbocado. Y si una potra la sana, caballo viejo se encuentra, el pecho se le desgrana y no le hace caso a faceta, y no le obedece a freno ni lo paran para riendas. So this song is actually from 1980. And it, I discovered it because my mom, and shout out to my mommy who listens religiously to every episode of this podcast, <laughs> hi mommy, <laughs> and is always trying to give me ideas, give us ideas for themes and stuff like that, so I appreciate yes. you, mom. Um, she told me about a Cuban singer's version of this song, uh, Roberto Torres also made a song, also called Caballo Viejo, that takes this song and like brings like salsa to it, and it has a really awesome sort of hybrid beat, <clears throat> so kind of threw back to what Vero was saying, was like kind of the most iconic version of this song, which is like a f uh, really like Venezuelan folk music. It's come, it's from the Llanos, the Venezuelan plains. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's just a, it's a classic, right? Like it's been remade by a ton of Latino artists, including yeah. like Celia Cruz and, and even the Gypsy King song, Bamboleo, which is just a, a total classic, apparently was inspired by this song, which I did not realize. Yeah, Venezuelan folk music has actually like really, really gotten out there. I think that like, um, after like the 60s and this like and 70s and this like Nueva Canción movement that was happening all across Latin America that was like really the same sort of folk revival that was happening in the United States, right? Um, yeah. There are a lot of like really um, amazing folk songs to come out of Ven the Venezuelan Llano yeah. and um, yeah. things like Alma Llanera, you know, people like La Lupe have, have and like so many people have mm -hmm. covered the songs, you know, like Caballo Viejo, Moliendo right. Café, you know, like these like really right. typical Venezuelan folk songs um, have really made it um, out right. of the country and have become classics across Latin America. Yeah. Yeah, and he was known for, like, bringing those songs um, and, like, kind of uh, bringing them to the mainstream and, and bringing that music, popularizing that music in a, in a bigger way, which is pretty amazing. He actually passed away in 2014 yeah. of uh, Alzheimer's disease, so that's sad. I remember um, that. Had, it was a yeah. big deal. Yeah, right? He's such an iconic... Do you remember him as a kid at all? Oh, yeah, he was also, absolutely. like, a TV star. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, like, in Venezuela, we call him Tio Simón. You know, everybody yeah, knows him as Tio yeah. Simón. And, right. like, mm -hmm. he's just, like, an ambassador for, like, Venezuelan folk music. And just, like, completely beloved by everybody. Yeah. Um, for really having a huge part in uh, bringing Venezuelan folk music outside of the country and... Um, and legitimizing it, like, on the international scene. So it was really sad. Yeah. But, you know, he lived, like, a long, good life. And, yeah. um, and you know, we're very proud of him. Aww. It's also very appropriate that we're closing with this song because mm, right. uh, all Venezuelan parties, like, when everybody wants you to leave, they'll put on, like, Janera. <laughs> they'll mm. put on, like, <laughs> Musica Folclorica. It's like, okay, y'all, like... Don't stay like this is like the music that they put on. That's like the cue for everybody to leave. Right. But then like sometimes people get rowdy and they start dancing to Janera too. Anyway, they're like, fuck right. it. We'll dance to this. <laughs> I'm going to make it work. I'm drunk. I don't want to go home. Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally. totally. Well, yeah, it's an appropriate song for us to end on. So thanks for listening. We hope you've learned a little bit about 
Vero's home country in Venezuela and maybe discovered a few new artists that you haven't heard of before. Yes, and these are just a tiny little sampling. There's so many mm-hmm. cool people out there. Definitely look up folks like Impeach, uh, Devendra Benhart, La Vida Bohème, you know, like Apecan, Amigos Invisibles. There's just so, so many that we cannot name. Um, yeah. Do some research. There's so much beautiful art coming out of Venezuela. And thank you so, so, so much for listening. As always, all the music that we talked about in this episode will be on RadioMenea.com. Yep. And if you love what you've been hearing and you could leave us a review on iTunes, uh, that would really, we really love it. It really helps us get our podcast in front of other listeners. So thanks so much, Amores, for listening. And until next time. Ciao. Caballo viejo, carajo.